Hello, I'm Joyce Bullifant. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by once again. I hope you had a great week. And this is On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 497 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Joyce Bullifant's going to be joining us. Of course, she was on TV, on stage, in movies, the Mary Tyler Moore show she was on, and also, of course, the game shows. She was on so many game shows for so many years. She has a new book out called My Four Hollywood Husbands. It's out right now. You can get it. And she talks about her career her men, and her ups and downs. So be sure to check that one out. We'll be talking about that. Also, it's uh, the episode where we look at what's coming your way in May this time. And that's it. So let's get ready. It is time for Remake Madness as far as what's coming your way in May is re- for remakes. Remake Madness as far as remakes coming your way in May. Well, there's not too many. Overboard, which originally starred Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, will be uh, remade, or it's been remade, it's going to be released, and that's on May 4th, and you can uh, find the roles reversed this time, and it's played by Anna Faris and Eugenio Derbez. And that's it. That is it as far as remakes. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming your way in May as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, a new comedy called Telly from Jason Reitman, starring Charlize Theron and Mark Duplass, arrives on May 4th. Born Guilty with Rosanna Arquette has an ensemble cast and a heartfelt comedy to the big screen on May 11th. And let's see here. Melissa McCarthy is back with a new comedy on May 11th called Life of the Party. Gabrielle Union stars in Breaking In on May 11th as a mom trying to save her kids when their home is broken into. And Show Dogs arrives on May 18th as police dogs go undercover at a dog show. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels. Taking down sequel cities next on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, we got some big heavy hitters coming our way in May. First up, on May 18th, Deadpool 2 brings back the wisecracking foul-mouthed superhero. And on May 25th, Han Solo gets his spinoff, telling his early days with Solo, a Star Wars story. 
And that's it for Sequel City. Everybody seemed to back off on the sequels because these two are coming out. I think that's what's doing it. Anyways, that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in May? TV on DVD coming your way in May, May 8th. Policewoman, Season 4, the final season. And Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, Season 4. May 15th, you can look for Rick and Morty, Season 3. And Unforgotten, Season 2. May 22nd, Call the Midwife, Season 7. Little Women, the miniseries, complete series. And on May 29th, Different Strokes, Season 8. And I'm Dying Up Here, Season 1. And Jackass, TV and Movie Collection. And that's it for TV on DVD coming your way in May. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in May. Movies on DVD coming your way in May. It looks like on May 1st, Peter Rabbit is coming your way. And 12 Strong and also Winchester. May 8th, you can catch 50 Shades Freed. May 15th, it looks like Black Panther will be heading our way along with Samson and Bent. And on May 22nd, Game Night, Red Sparrow, the 1517 to Paris... And Early Man will all be coming our way to DVD, Blu-ray, and the whole works, 4K, and everything else. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, it looks like Amy's parents will show up at her and Sheldon's wedding on The Big Bang Theory and their season 11 finale in May. Kathy Bates will be playing her mom, and Magician Teller of Penn & Teller will play her dad. And Jack Ryan has been renewed for a second season, even before season one has been released. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, it looks like on April 30th, Gal Gadot turns 33, and Cloris Leachman turns 92. And on May 2nd, Dwayne Johnson turns 46, and on May 3rd, Frankie Valli of the Four Seasons turns 84, and Christine Hendricks turns 43. On May 4th, Will Arnett turns 48, and on May 5th, Superman, Henry Cavell, will be turning 35. And on May 6th, Bob Seger of the Silver Bullet Band turns 73, and George Clooney turns 57. And that's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we did not have any come in. But if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, you can send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll all wish you a very happy birthday. Get that information to me a week or two before, or at least a couple weeks. Uh, that'll give me a chance to make sure I get it in the show in time for their birthday. And uh, that's it. Happy birthday to all those celebrities. And uh, that's it. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of having Joyce Billifont joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Of course, like I said, she was in uh, Mary Tyler Moore's show. She's been on stage. She's been on movies and TV shows and everything else. But game shows is where I remember her from all the different game shows she's been on. And she's got a new book out called My Four Hollywood Husbands. Talks about all her career and the troubles she's had and everything else. 
It's a real uh, revealing book. Be sure to check that out. We're going to talk to her right now about it. Joyce Billifont, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest has graced the stage, film, and TV with her performances. Her movie and TV credits include Airplane, The Happiest Millionaire, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Flow, Tom, Dick, and Mary, and so many others. For years, she was a staple guest celebrity on game shows, most notably The Match Game in the 70s. Her book, My Four Hollywood Husbands, is available now. It's Joyce Bullifant. Joyce, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you for having me. Now, Joyce, you are so memorable <laughs> from from the game shows. I I remember seeing you. It seems like you were on every game show that was out there. I know. I don't know why. I'm not very bright, <laughs> except <laughs> Password. I was pretty good on Password. <laughs> now, what was what was it like being on those shows? All those game shows. I mean, it was just you it, seemed so it was happy. Really. <laughs> It was really fun. I have to tell you a story about the very first one I was on was years and years and years ago. It was called The First, Name That Tune, and Amadent Toothpaste, that's how long ago it was, was the sponsor. And George DeWitt was the MC, and you had to wear tennis shoes and run and ring a bell that was on a board if you knew the answer. You had to get there before your partner. And boy, I knew the answer. I tore off like a bat out of hell, rang that bell. The whole thing came down, and I slid into a display. A whole pyramid of ambident toothpaste went all over the stage. <laughs> but they loved it. <laughs> now, back then, and was... I kept doing game shows ever since. Yeah, was it live TV when you did it back on that one? Name that tune. It was uh, live TV, and it was in black and white. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So so they couldn't cut it and, and redo the take or anything like that. What happened happened. No, no. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. But they thought it was so funny. They had me on again with a brown wig as my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> now, were you a... A, a contestant or a celebrity contestant? I was not a celebrity at that time. I was a contestant. Oh, okay, okay. So you were, you were actually, before I you... I was beca- just, uh, I was 18 years old at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Wow. <laughs> so did you win the, the entire thing? I won the whole thing. Really? Really? <laughs> so, I bought a new TV and a winter coat. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty good for back then. <laughs> It really was. Now, was it a color TV? Uh, oh, no. I don't think they had. I was just a little teeny tiny one that I could have in my room at the, the boarding house that I lived in in New York. Wow. <laughs> but you must have been thrilled. I mean. It was. Huh. So did you ever think that after being a contestant on a show that you would eventually become uh, you know, just a regular on, on all these TV shows, these, uh, uh Oh, heavens no, I never thought about it. But that, um, that appearance did give me an agent. Isn't that something? Really? Yeah, they thought 
Uh, well, they they knew because when I was interviewed, I said I was studying, and I had done theater actually for three years in summer stock, but I didn't. I nobody knew who I was. That's for sure. And I went right from there out of the academy into a, a a Broadway show, a small role, and understudied the lead. And then I did a lot of off-Broadway and then Broadway and then went uh, west to Hollywood in 1962. Hmm. So was that your, your, your goal at first, to, to be on Broadway? Oh, yes. That absolutely was. Hmm. So you must have been thrilled when you all of a sudden got a part in Broadway. Oh, my goodness. It was so exciting. Nothing is more exciting than doing a Broadway play, a brand new play that's never been done. And uh, that first day of rehearsal, when you are on the bare stage with one work light and everybody opens their script for the first time and does a reading, there's nothing more thrilling. Hmm. And, and what what was it like, uh, you know, uh, when you first went out on stage with the actual audience there? I was uh, I wasn't too nervous because I had a small part, and I was understudying the lead. Jane Fonda later did it as a movie. It was called Tall Story. But I'll tell you what was nervous is when I did the lead in a Broadway play and Bill Bixby was playing my husband and I always was okay in any theater production after I got over my first line I just had to get that first line out and then I was just smooth sailing and so here I was uh, I'm lying in bed and my first line is my husband comes in and he's I say to him did you remember the jelly beans and I kept thinking, oh, Joyce, don't be, don't be nervous. The fact that it's a Broadway play and all those reviews are, people are reviewing it and all the audience is expecting so much, but don't worry about it. And boy, the sheet was shaking so hard that <laughs> my heart was beating. And the curtain opened and the lights came up and my husband came in and I sat up in bed and I said, do you remember the jelly beans? <laughs> But I got it sort of out, and after that, I was fine. Huh. <laughs> but my mouth was so dry like cotton from being nervous. Wow. Huh. What was Bill Bixley like? He was fun. It's interesting. Uh, Sam Waterston was doing the lead, and uh, he was wonderful. He was, oh, wow, great actor, as you know. Mm-hmm. And he was so solid and but the producers felt after some of the preview shows that he didn't have the comedy. And they wanted somebody very slick and funny. And they brought in Bill Cosby. I mean, <laughs> Bill Bixby instead. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't the same. Uh, Bill was very slick and funny. But I thought if they had kept Sam, it would have been a much better choice. You know, just being slick and mm-hmm. is not always right. Yeah. And and Sam's such a wonderful actor. But Bill was very kind, and I had to work awfully hard to get him up to uh, speed in the part. Mm-hmm. So was this before Bill Bixby did um, My Favorite Martian? Uh, before he did The Hulk? Uh, no, the My Favorite Martian. 
Oh, my favorite Martian. Um, Lordy, it was nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, so that was probably after, maybe. Maybe after. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure of the day, the time on that. Now, of all the, sh- the the plays that you've done on on Broadway, or even you know Summer Stock or anything like that, uh, is there one that you enjoy doing the most? What play do you enjoy doing? Oh, yes, I love doing the unsinkable Molly Brown. Uh, I played Molly, and I I just loved it. It was so fun. I did it for a whole summer in Kansas City. And I think because I'm dyslexic, I loved the song when I sing, I'm going to learn to read and write. But I saw that. I saw Tammy Grimes do it on Broadway when I was at the Academy, standing room only, and I stood in the back of the theater. And I said to myself, someday I'm going to do that role. And I did, and I loved it. Wow. Now, now, all the things we've talked about are in your book, correct? Uh, my my four mm-hmm. Hollywood husbands. Yes. Yeah. So people will. We're just going to touch on things, and and they can get the details when they go and read the book. I'm sure it's a fascinating book. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What made you decide to write a book? Well, people said you have had such an interesting life. I think you should write it, and. Um, this was after William Asher and I were separated, and I moved up to Colorado to be near my two eldest children. I had to get out of Hollywood because I'm very codependent person, and I knew he was doing things that were not good for his health, and uh, he almost died. And I had learned enough at that point to say, unless you go and get help, I can't I can't be here for you. I kept picking up the pieces or driving him to the hospital, and and it was making me sick. And I said, I just can't do it and, unless you get help. And uh, he wouldn't. So I thought, well, maybe if I leave, maybe he'll care enough and, and do something. But he, he didn't. Uh, but I moved, and I... I thought, what am I going to do up here in the mountains? And everybody had said, you should write your story. So I sat down, and that was 24 years ago. Wow. (laughs) And I started writing it. And at first it was called Home Sweet Home, Where Is It? Because I had lived in 50 different houses in 50 years. And um, then when I was 75, I'd lived in 75 different homes. And I started off with Home Sweet Home, Where Is It? And then after a few years writing, it went into Don't Forget the Funny Bone, which was the only acting note that my very famous mother-in-law, the First Lady of the American Theater, Helen Hayes, that was the only note she ever gave me. And I thought, well, that's, that's a good title. And then I put it away for a while. And then a very dear friend who's an author said to me, called one day and he said, I have the title for your book. And I said, what? And he told me, I said, oh, no, that is so tacky, Bruce. I would never title my book that, not in a million years. It's, that's kind of disgusting. And then a couple of weeks went by, and I said, yeah, but it might sell books. <laughs> so the whole story took a whole different turn into why I was married four times to these Hollywood men. And it became a more important story about alcoholism 
and codependency and the effect it has on children. And that was the, the thrust of the book. But along with that is this wonderful love story that started in 1962. And, um, and that weaves through the book. And then, of course, all of the Hollywood, the golden years of Hollywood and, and, uh, theater and traveling with Helen Hayes. That's, and all that's in the book. Sounds fascinating. We, as the people who, who see you on TV and see you on Mary Tyler Moore and all the different shows and movies that you've done, uh, we don't realize what's going on behind the scenes. And, and your life uh, has had a lot of alcoholism and, and codependency in there, right? Yes, it certainly has. I had to learn a, a lot, and at times it was very sad and very difficult. But I kept reading and learning and going to classes and having a counselor. And finally, at one point, when I thought, this is ridiculous, I've been married to three alcoholics, I better figure out what's going on, I put myself away in a rehab center for 30 days to learn my addiction to men who were alcoholics. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very helpful and uh, very hard to go through. Yeah, I but I just thought the idea of the book is that you you can get into bad situations that you think you will never get out of. You can have children and and want to protect them, which I needed to do. And you will learn. You'll make mistakes. But then those mistakes, they they give you a lesson and you you go on and you might make more mistakes. But finally you can come out in the end and have a happy life. And I'm so very grateful that I married Roger Perry, and he uh, he has been sober for 21 years, and that's why the marriage works. Hmm. That's good. That's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I was saying, Mary Tyler Moore is one of the shows that you were on, and uh, Gavin McLeod has been a guest here on the show. We had him a few years back, and he was your husband, Murray, on the show, correct? Oh, yes, and he's such a dear person, and we're very good friends. He lives around the corner. Oh, really? <laughs> and we do a lot of benefits together. Yes, he's a great guy. Yeah. So were you asked to be on the show? Or did you turn around and have to go through the, the um, you know, like a, a, was it an open call or was it something specific they were looking for you or what? Well, Ed Weinberger, who was one of the writers on the show, wrote um, for the Bill Cosby show where, where Bill played a basketball coach and I played the school guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. And he asked for me to come in to read for it. And I did, and I got it. <laughs> wow. Huh. So that must have been a fun set to work on. I mean, I mean, look at the cast that was on that show. 
know. They were wonderful. Every one of them were just so great. And we had a terrifically wonderful time, but it was because the writing was so good. Mm -hmm. It was excellent writing. And the writers never were satisfied just with ordinary. If, if we read a script and it was sort of funny, that next day we would come in and it'd be hysterically funny. <laughs> so that was a big, big part of it being success. Hmm. And now some people may know this fact. Uh, to be honest, I did not know. Uh, I'm sure I, you know, I mean, I saw the show many times, but uh, I didn't realize that Helen Hunt played the daughter, your daughter on the show. Yes, she did. Yes. In one episode, she did. Huh. Yeah, she I mean, was just a little girl then. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things that you see the person and you don't realize who it is, and then uh, you know, now years later, I'm realizing it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Huh. And now another role that you did, uh, or you didn't do, I should say, you, you, you were going to be Mrs. Brady, correct? Yes, I was cast. Can you tell us the and story about all the little girls were cast to look like me, and it was a signed deal of seven years. Wow. And I went for two weeks for wardrobing, and the Friday before we were supposed to shoot on Monday, uh, I was showing the producer, Sherwood Schwartz, and the director the wardrobe. And I would come out, and I'd say, this is the dress she's wearing in the garden wedding, and this is the suit she wears when she goes on her honeymoon. And this is the... And each time I came out, they had this funny expression on their face. And they didn't say, well, what about a different color? Or what about a scarf? What about this? They just were going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the fourth time I came out, I looked at them and I said, is something wrong? And they said, sit down a minute. And they said... ABC in New York has all of a sudden decided, because Florence Henderson is available, that they want Florence. But we want you because if you do it, it'll be the Lucy show. If Florence does it, it'll be the Donna Reed show, and we want the Lucy show. And we'd have to recast the housekeeper because she's supposed to be the straight person to your funny. But Florence isn't that much a comedian, so we have to make the housekeeper we have to recast everything. And Sherwood said, I'll come by tonight and let you know. And we're really fighting for you, he said. Well, he came by and he was all dejected and sad. And, and I said, that's okay. I mean, I really, I really think when God closes, the door he opens a window. And there's a reason for everything. And Florence, of course, was wonderful in the role. And it was very successful. And I was successful in that when I married William Asher, he had five children and I had three. So I had my own real life Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Huh. Isn't that something? I, I can picture you as Mrs. Brady. I, I really can. <laughs> it's been a little different. Yeah. yeah I mean, they even cut her. They even cut her long hair to the way mine was cut. That right. was a little upsetting. Huh. <laughs> Wow, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's funny how you know I've, a lot of people have told me different stories that they've they've had the things that they they were going to get or tried to get or and and then something happened and it, it changed. But uh, wow, that that's that's an amazing story. 
Yeah, that's really something. The other one was um, I I auditioned for the Donna Douglas role on the Beverly Hillbillies. Really? And I I got it. And then at the same time, I had auditioned for another show uh, on General Electric Theater. And I got both of them, and the agent called me in, and he said, listen, a show about Beverly Hillbillies, that's never going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the other one. And I did, and the pilot didn't sell. However, I did it with Roger Perry. Isn't that funny? Huh. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I mean, so, as I say, there's a reason for everything. Right, yeah. Jeez. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I I didn't know that you had... Yeah, I know. Huh. So, uh now Another fact that I, f- I found out was that, uh, you know, of course, you were on Broadway and everything, but you had the opportunity to dance with Fred Astaire? Oh, yes. That was terribly exciting. <laughs> As a little girl, my mother had taken me to all of the Fred Astaire movies, and when I got the call from my agent and he said, do you want to work with Fred Astaire? I said, oh, that's very funny. You know, he said, well, you, you, don't you want to? And I said, oh, Ron, you know, come on, why are you calling? And he said, well, I guess you don't want to work with Fred Astaire. And I said, are you serious? And he said, yes, you play opposite him and Alcoa present. And you get to dance with him. And I, I, I dropped the phone. I couldn't believe it. I was so thrilled. And then when it came to do the, in my mind, I thought, oh, he's going to lift me in the air and we'll do this beautiful waltz around the ballroom. <laughs> oh, no. It was to do the twist. Really? <laughs> he called me behind his set and he said, oh, Miss Bullifant, would you please teach me the twist? I don't know how to do it. So it's in, I taught Fred Astaire how to da- do a dance. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's it's, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, you would think Fred Astaire. I mean, you know, let's face it, he's he's an amazing uh, dancer and everything. You would have thought that he would have known how to do that. Well, he was much older, and right. I don't think it was exactly his cup of tea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I mean, dancing with Fred Astaire, I'm sure that was incredible for you. Uh, but were there any other people that you've worked with that you were just blown away from, you know, knowing that you're working with this person? Uh, I think he did it. That would do it, <laughs> I yes. Think he did it. <laughs> as many different people as I worked with, I just, to me, they were all actors and it was fun working with them. Uh, I got to direct Julie Harris in a documentary I did about dyslexia, and that was thrilling. Uh, and what a sweet person, and I had always admired her as an actress. But other than that, everyone was a professional actor, and it was fun to work with them, but I, no one liked Fred Astaire. And years later, I was dancing at a charity ball with someone, and a gentleman cut in, and he looked at me, and he, we started dancing. He said, I don't know if you remember me, Miss Bullifant. My name is Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Astaire, are you kidding? <laughs> he 
that sweet. He was wow. so humble, so gracious a person. Wow, that's 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 something. Gee, now uh, now we're running out of time. I know, but. Uh, um, one of the other things that I noticed on the release here is that you, of course, you worked on The Happiest Millionaire, the movie. Yeah. But Walt Disney had plans for a series for you. Can you tell us about that? He did. And I only found out about it recently, except that one day at the studio, I was walking to do a recording, and he came out of his office and he said, I'm going to walk with you. And he put his arm around me, and he said, I have big plans for you, little lady. And then he died, mm. and I never knew what they were until a few years ago. He wanted uh, Leslie Ann Warren and me to be uh, guides at Disneyland, and then John Davidson and Tommy Steele would be our boyfriends. Wouldn't <laughs> that have been fun? Yes. Wow. <laughs> but. It didn't happen because yep. he died. It's sad. Yeah. Oh, the match game. You were, it seems like you were always on there. And that looked like a very fun show. But was it Was it what we saw on TV or was there a lot of things going on? <laughs> well, I'm sure there were a lot of things going on. <laughs> uh, the most fun thing was the dinner the dinner time, because Charles Nelson Riley was so funny. He would tell the funniest stories. and uh, But there were some difficult times because Richard Dawson kept asking me to go out and asking me to go out. This was in between marriages. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said I would. And that story's in the book. That was kind of heartbreaking. And, um, and then Jean and uh, one of the producers... They would try to, as I was going up the stairs to the dressing room, sometimes they would get me on this narrow staircase and and lay a wet kiss on me, which was very inappropriate. Mm, And I didn't, uh, being a codependent person, I didn't want to hurt their feelings or or anything. And I don't even know, um, I mean, it was just unpleasant. It was, it was, I had no boundaries and, and you certainly need to have boundaries, but I was afraid to say anything, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to seem like a goody goody, you know. But it was. Ugh, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's, it, it, it. The show was always fun, but it seemed to be a very party atmosphere. <laughs> oh yes, it was, and and dinner time made it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, Joyce. People have, I mean, you know, what we've heard so far is is basically a tease of what is in the book, and people should definitely go out and get your book. It's called My Four Hollywood Husbands, and it's available now, and uh, I think they'd really enjoy it hearing all the things that went on behind the scenes, good and bad. It's not it's not one of those books that's everything is good. Uh, it, 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 it seems a very honest book. Well, I tried from my perception to tell everything as truthfully as I could. And what makes me happy is people say it, it's helped them. Mm-hmm. And nothing could be better than to think that you've helped people by writing your story. Right. They identify with it. Yep, yep. Well, Joyce, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Now, yes. 
this takes us away from all the TV shows, all the movies, and all the game shows that you were on. But when you sit back and relax now, what are your favorite TV shows? What are you watching? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? Oh. And what are your favorite movies? Well, I love, I love it. It's Just Us. Is that the name of it? This Is Us? I, it's Just Us. It's, it's a wonderful family story. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think, um, well, my my daughter, Rebecca Asher, my stepdaughter, she directs a lot of the uh, Frankie and Grace. And, mm-hmm. of course, my old friend Sam Waterston is on that, and Jane Fonda, whom I know, and I talk about her father in the book. I think that's wonderful. And uh, there's some real good quality shows that are on a lot of them are on cable mm-hmm, and yes. um i'm not real fond of some of the new comedy shows i've seen i i don't think the writing is very sharp and i think that the timing isn't there and 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 that upsets me <laughs> so mm-hmm. i tend and i watch uh, i watch blue bloods yes. um, i think that's a very good show and it has a moral, and I love the family environment at the end when they talk about what they do. Um, and I like Madam Secretary. Um, I think that's a good show. So those are, that's kind of what I watch. And I, oh, I love all the things about the Kennedy and the Pope and, and the documentaries that CNN does are very good. And I, Watch. Unfortunately, I watch a lot of news, which I shouldn't watch. And Sunday morning, I love watching the Sunday morning show. We we tape that the CBS morning show. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about and movies? my friend Whoopi Goldberg on the View? I like oh. watching her. Yeah. Yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies now and of the past? I love The Shape of Water. I thought that was wonderful. And my all time, all time favorite movie. Is Doctor Zhivago? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, definitely a classic. <laughs> yes. Well, Joyce, I I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I really do appreciate it that you took the time to talk to us, and uh, everybody should go out and get my four Hollywood husbands book that you have uh, that you wrote, and I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. enjoy it very much. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, and you can get it on Amazon. Okay, that's where they should go. Go to Amazon, pick it up. Um, is is there any other places that uh, is it other places in Amazon? I really don't know, but I do know Amazon for sure. That's that's a big place for everybody to go. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Joyce Billifont, great. Great lady. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. She's got a lot of stories to tell, and they are all in her new book, My Four Hollywood Husbands. Be sure to check that out. And uh, like I say, if you watch past episodes of, of Match Game or just about Password or any of those shows, she was on it. You cannot forget her. Joyce Bullifont. And that's it. That is the end of another episode of On Screen and Beyond. And we have some more great guests coming your way. And I hope you're going to keep listening. Tell a friend all about On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we'll, you know, if you've got a person you'd like us to have, send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do about getting that person on. And also, 
If you uh, are getting this down from iTunes, leave a review uh, or at least, you know, rank us, uh, you know, rate us so people know what uh, to look for and everything. It gives uh, passes on to everybody else, you know, that uh, we're here. And, of course, the best thing, though, better than leaving ratings or anything like that, tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. They can go back to onscreenandbeyond.com. They can go to iTunes, and they can get all of our episodes. They're all there, at least at onscreenandbeyond.com they are. And you can find every single episode and every guest that we have had here. And we have had fascinating guests, and, and they tell us so much uh, in the little time we have with them. <laughs> that they're, you know, they're so gracious to take the time to talk to us. But uh, it, uh, it, they're all there, and you can uh, – I'm sure you'll find – I haven't found anybody yet who says, well, I don't see anybody there that I haven't you know, cared about hearing what their story is. It's just too many of them. There's just you – know, whether it's music or whatever, they're all there. So check it out, onscreenandbeyond.com, or go to iTunes and look what they've got up there. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care.